opening chapters of the Bible are the seedbed for the truth found throughout the rest of Scripture. As we study the first 11 chapters of Genesis, we will discover principles that can guide us as we seek to have a new beginning with God. Are you in need of a spiritual reset? Good news. Our God is the God of new beginnings. Let's join Scott Pauley now. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward. Friends, children are the gift of God. Uh, my wife and I, not long ago, welcomed our first grandchild. And, uh, oh, it's another level of love. And it was a reminder, after all these years with our children grown now, what a blessing every child is. What a gift from God every child is. We've made our way now to Genesis chapter 4. There's so many firsts in all these chapters, first principles. Uh, Genesis 4 has in it the first use of the word young. There are actually 13 young people listed in this passage, and there are three that are emphasized, uh, connected to the first family. Uh, you have here the first children, the first young people. See, Adam and Eve were created full-grown, but uh, their children were born into this world and brought up just exactly like children are today. And in the opening verses of Genesis chapter 4, we have some first principles for children. This is important for anyone that has children, has grandchildren, hopes to have children someday, or is working with children, loves children, wants to help children. Listen to Genesis chapter 4, beginning in verse number 1. And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Now let me just pause for a moment and tell you what what I believe she is saying. She names him this because she said this child is from the Lord. Do you remember in the previous chapter, Genesis 3.15, the creator had given a promise that the seed of the woman would come and bruise the head of the serpent. I believe that from the very first child, the seed of the woman, from the very first baby, uh, this, this first mother is hoping, praying, looking, longing for that deliverer to come. Uh, from the beginning, a man's heart is cried out for, the, for salvation, for redemption, for a deliverer. I think she looked at this child with all the hope, not just that any mother would have for a baby, but all the hope of civilization. Let this be the one given from the Lord. And now with that in mind, uh, we know that this first baby's name is Cain. He becomes anything but the Savior. He's the first murderer. And uh, it's an awful story. We'll come back to the story of Cain, but just notice the expectation, the hopefulness in this mother. Verse 2, and she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect and Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. Now we'll come back to Cain's anger, because in many ways he represents an angry generation. We'll come back to the conversation between he and God and all the implications of his actions. But let me just concentrate on the opening verses of Genesis 4 and show you some first principles related to children. The first is this, every child is a gift from the Lord. She names this baby a gift from the Lord. I've gotten a man from the Lord but every time you look at a little child, you remember God made that child in his image. That's why abortion is so heinous. 
to take the life of a child that God has formed in the womb. Let that sink in just a moment. To fight against the giver of life. It's why the abuse of children in any form is so heinous and wicked and against God. It's hellish and devilish because that child is the gift of the Lord. Uh, Parents, grandparents, we have been given a gift and with that gift a great responsibility. A stewardship, if you will, not ownership, because that child is the Lord's child. We dedicate that child back to God. We dedicate ourselves to bring them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, but we must never forget that child is the gift of God. A second thing I would point out to you that is one of the first principles, not only is every child the gift of God, but every child is different. The Bible said there was Abel. He was a keeper of the sheep. He was a shepherd. Cain, on the other hand, he was a farmer, a gardener. These are different boys. Every person listening to me right now that has ever had children or worked with children is shouting a hearty amen from their heart right now. Every child is different. They're gifted differently. They're made differently. Even in the same family, even if they look similar, even if they have certain common traits, their personalities are so different, aren't they? Uh, The way they think, what they like, what they don't like, all unique, all different. And I want to point out to you, that's not all bad. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. I believe that our great God, the great creator, makes every person unique and for a unique purpose. And we must discover that. We must see the Lord's purpose for them in that. We must help them discover how God made them, the natural gifts and talents he's entrusted to them. Every child is a gift of God, and every child is different. Uh, Love every child. Thank God for every child. Appreciate the image of God in every child. Uh, See the purpose of God for every child because this was God's plan from the beginning. Then there's a third thing, and I don't want you to miss this. Not only is it so that every child is a gift of God and every child is different, but every child must come to know God for themselves. You see, Adam and Eve could not choose for their boys. You can't choose for your children. Cain had to choose. Abel had to choose. Abel chose right and Cain chose wrongly. But every child must choose for themselves. Nobody goes to heaven and knows God because their family are believers. No, it's a personal thing. It's an individual thing. This phrase is striking to me in verse 3. In process of time, it came to pass. You know, in time, everything gets revealed. In time, everybody makes a decision. It's not that there's a certain age, but I do believe there's a time of accountability in a child's life when it comes to comprehend who God is and his need of God, and that he must respond to God himself. Uh, Typically, when children start asking questions, that's a good indicator. They start asking questions about spiritual things that at least the Lord's beginning to really work in their hearts, and they're coming to a place of understanding. Uh, Pray over your children. Teach your children. Guide your children to God. And so it brings me to a fourth and final truth that is so needed as we think of every child. Every child is the gift of God. Every child is different. Every child must come to know God for themselves. And every child must be instructed about who the Lord is. Uh, We could read this passage and say, well, it's awful. Uh, God didn't like Cain's offering, the the fruits and vegetables, but liked Abel's offering from the flock, the sacrifice. Uh, Do you understand that chapter 4 follows chapter 3? That in Genesis chapter 3, God had slaughtered an animal, sacrificed, shed blood, uh, made coats of skin, had shown Adam and Eve a certain way. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. The innocent has to die for the guilty. Uh, 
And so he had instituted sacrifice and he had taught them. And it was Adam and Eve's responsibility to teach their children of the way of salvation, the way of blood, the way of uh, the sacrifice. I'm envisioning now Adam with Cain and Abel on his lap and them saying, Daddy, where did you get this coat? Well, I didn't always wear this coat, son. Where'd you get it? God gave it to me. Why do you wear it? Let me tell you a story. And he goes back and tells them about God's command and their sin and the consequences and what God did to cover their nakedness and shame and guilt. Uh, He had taught them something, and we must teach our children something. Now, they'll have to decide for themselves. Every man must decide how to respond to God, but every child needs to hear who Jesus is. Every child needs to hear the gospel plainly. Every child needs to hear that there is one right way, and that is God's way. I say again, lo, children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Friend, do the right thing with your heritage today. Use the fruits carefully and guide your children to God. No matter where you are or what you've done, you can have a new beginning with the Lord. A great way to experience this new beginning is to have a fresh start in your devotional life. We encourage you to get into God's Word. On our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find a wide variety of devotional plans from which to choose. We hope they're a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us today, and may God help you to enjoy the journey. Thank you.